This is Valley Watch, your first choice for public safety news and information. With Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communication Director, Ali Party, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Good morning. Yes, it's me again, Ali Party, on behalf of the Public Affairs Section. This show is brought to you by our good friends here at Bonneville Broadcasting. I am once again joined by my mentor and my friend, Assistant Chief Shelly Jameson. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I love when you join me on the show. It's so fun, and we joke about how quick this show goes by, the whole 13 minutes, and it's like, poof, gone. But when you're with someone else that like has that broadcast background, it is so much fun. Well, let's hope it's that way for the listener. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine so. So you just have such a great background and all these things, but it's really cool to look at your career and the transition of being a news reporter to firefighter to assistant chief. And it's been how many years? Well, so 27. I joined the fire department in 1996 as a civilian and then tested to become a firefighter. But it's interesting because that news background played right into my career in many ways because we train, we have internal, external communication, we deal with the media. So I actually ended up, I was never a door kicker. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I certainly wasn't the strongest person on the truck, but um, I guess I had some other value. I would say so. I would say a lot of value. (laughs) Thank you. You're too kind. So I was really excited to invite you on the show because we had a very, very busy year, as we always do, the whole two years that I've worked for the Phoenix Fire Department. But there were some major accomplishments throughout the year, and two of which that you really were steadfast on leading and making sure that they were done. And I would love to kind of recap talking about the annual award ceremony and a yearbook that we produce. Can you kind of just talk about those traditions and hallmarks of Phoenix Fire? They are definitely part of our culture, part of our fabric. And so in order to keep the fire department story alive, we've been around for hundreds of years. Ben Franklin, right? <laughs> we we love him for libraries, but also the fire department. He is the first person who decided that when when a building burns, it would be valuable to have some folks respond with water. What a water. concept. <laughs> what a concept, yes. And since then, really so many things, uh, traditions have remained the same. The uniform, the um, the um, honor guard, you know, mm. you see them at our ceremonies when they play the, the pipes and drums. And, and, and that's important, right? It feels very good to carry that with us. And so as part of that, we produced a yearbook, which, by the way, you get all the credit for. Oh, thank you. It was a team effort. It was a, actually it very a, much so was. And a labor of love. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, <laughs> it very much so was. Even when we got the first proof copy, I took it home over the weekend and I was like, not begging my husband. I was like, you need to look at this and you need to appreciate it because it took a lot of time and love and effort out of our shop. <laughs> so let me just get you ready for the rest of your career. You're going to do God. so many things yeah, that take so imagine. much time and effort and, and they people will never realize yes. what goes on behind the curtain. But in this case, the yearbook was a lot of work and we were able to get photographs of most, most of our 2000 members. And the first this year was that they really were the contributors mm-hmm. of the on-scene photographs in the past. We had photographers that work for the fire department and budgets, uh, times change, etc. Retirements. Retirements. We don't yeah. have that that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so everybody carries a cell phone. Our members take lots of photographs uh, on scenes when it's appropriate, when mm-hmm. they're done working. And we were able to use those. It was really neat. I think it's also, like you talked about, a, a, it's a point of pride for the fire department. And there is just this 
morale boost that happens within the entire department or inside stations when they see themselves at work or the camaraderie of them playing pickleball or, you know, fire stations, Thanksgiving, holiday parties, what have you. It's really cool to kind of see it in a collective form over the past few years because, you know, it's been what, how many years since the last yearbook? Well, it had been seven and we try to do them every five years. But of course, COVID, right, Mm -hmm. made a big difference and that put it off for a little bit. But no, it, it is really cool. And at, the distribution is underway. I know we have the tracking numbers right now. So Santa will be making their deliveries to the fire stations for all the firefighters. So I'm really excited to hear what, what the folks think. Good. And then yeah. next year, you'll be producing the annual awards ceremony. And again, an opportunity to recognize our members for work that I, I think that I won't say they take it for granted, but it is their job. Correct. It is their career to when the lights come on in the station and the tones sound and, mm-hmm. you know, the alarm room tells them you're going going on a certain call to get up and go do that. And and they're really, it's so varied every shift. Mm -hmm. And and despite what the alarm room tells you you're going on, it might be some something completely different. A a difficulty breathing comes in and you're thinking of a patient and it might be a hazmat call that resulted in, you know, people coughing and choking. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's always a surprise, but one that they handle. And again, I think they take for granted their ability to manage just about anything basically on the fly. Now, a lot of training goes into it, right? They're all very well trained. Mm -hmm. But with that said, I think things like the awards ceremony, the yearbook play a huge part in helping us recognize that we make a difference every day. And there's something that I learned very early on working for the Phoenix Fire Department that there is no routine call. Every call is different and it they might be similar, but and you're training in, in ways that are always keeping you ready for those calls. And I think that's one way of looking at the award ceremony is, you know, working however many hours and shifts and, you know, working 24 hours at a time, you know, at least away from families or your home. How are you recognized for that? Because, you know, I think the word hero or heroic work gets tossed out there and the firefighters, that's my job. It is what it is. But it's really cool when there are, you know, an entire engine company that's recognized for pulling a family out of a burning apartment building. And we try to recognize them throughout the year as public affairs as we do, hosting media events or making a cool social media package out of it. But They don't always want that recognition. (laughs) No, in fact, they'll tell you I was doing my job. Correct. And so there's a way that they can kind of evade that attention. But with the award ceremony, it's really cool to see all the members sort of file out of the woodwork and everybody comes together and they want to see if they're not able to make it. Well, who won all the awards? And it really is special to see it all come together. So I will tell you, and not to turn the tables on you as well, because you started this a little bit with, you know, I had some background in news and mm. before I went to the fire department. You are the same story, right? Same thing. So next year, as you go into the awards ceremony, you have that ability to tell their story, to see it from the outside and yet the inside as well, because you're part of the fire family. So I think that's going to be really valuable for the department to have your insight and creativity. It's going to be really fun. I I am very excited. I'm very nervous because, spoiler alert, you will technically be retired at that point (laughs) when we are hosting that very big, important event. And so keep your phone close. I might have to call you, ask you a couple questions. But I really do 
looking at it with like a fresh perspective of what are some ways we can change it. I am really excited to host it at the Orpheum. I know that that's where it will take place. And we've also got KTAR's own Mike Broomhead serving as host. So that's going to be really cool. And there's just from like a production standpoint, how can we spruce it up a little bit, you know, having cool hype videos or things like that. So are you going to come back? I would, okay. I would not miss it. <laughs> Good. So as you said, the images are so important. So your ability to have that creativity and bring it to that will be really good. So end of the year, we, we look at a year in review, recap uh, of sorts. We just recently hosted last week a really big event for the annual RBO, Relationships by Objective. Can you kind of walk me through? That was usually your big thing that you metaphorically, physically handed the baton this year to and thank me. Thank you. Thank so you for taking let's, that. Let's recap that. What is that? And so interestingly, Relationships by Objective really began in the early 80s. And it began because there was a lot of discord within the fire department. It had to do with a lot of things. So if uh, you look at society at the time, we had come out of a, an era of the 70s where women's rights um, and, and we were still struggling with racial issues. And, and, and we still do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with that said, when we went into the 80s, there was internal discord in the fire department. Some of it had to do with uh, newly hiring minorities, starting to hire women, in addition to the fact that the union and management, right, labor management, Mm -hmm. didn't always agree on what was important for our firefighters. And so some genius, and (laughs) we've had a ton of them, came up with this process. And, And it probably existed outside. But basically what it is, is labor and management sit down together once a year, And it used to be several days because things were much worse than than they are now. And basically hammer out what are the issues and challenges that we're facing as a fire department and how can we get to some sort of agreement probably Mm -hmm. isn't always the word because not everybody always agrees, but get to some sort of outcome that benefits everybody to the best that we can. And so that's what we did recently. And again, Allie, this is another torch that you will carry the ability to uh, bring the event together, get mm-hmm. everybody in the room, and have them identify what the challenges are. And so we just recently finished that process up. And it, it's an eye-opener, isn't it? It very much so is. And I think not often people really look at how these events are they're hosted or how they all come together because there is a ton of work behind the scenes. And even beforehand, you know, producing all the presentations, making sure the speakers are all set up. But not only that, but finding a location and ensuring that there's food and beverages. And so um, I've learned so much from you over the last few years, but I think the parting party planning aspect and the hosting aspect is a really big part of what we do as public affairs. We are you know, the forward facing mouthpiece of the department more often than not. But we're also ensuring that, you know, there's food for everybody. And so uh, our sponsors this year, we had Swift and a couple others. Swift and MES, it's a uh, basically they supply uh, turnout gear and medical equipment to us. So uh, yeah, Swift Transportation has been a a huge um, friend of Phoenix Fire. And we've been working with them the past few years on 9-11 events and things like that in the community. And so 
with their help, we were able to feed a group of 100 folks or so from Phoenix Fire. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because, as you just said, there are so many other aspects to what we do. People know the fire department from the big red iconic trucks, right, when they hit the road. Uh, they know when they call 911, we're going to show up and take care of whatever it is, mm. you know, a snake on the floor, um, a, a medical issue or a fire, and, and then some. But these things that, again, we use to basically shore up our culture, keep traditions alive, and also keep us on track with labor and management, because mm-hmm. we have a very strong labor union, are critical in order to not just help us serve the public, because if, if we're healthy on the inside, we'll offer healthy service on the outside. So very useful. And then Unfortunately, it doesn't end with the event, right? The next thing will be the RBO report, and that Mm -hmm. comes out to tell everybody uh, this is what we did. This is what we're aiming to do, our objectives for the year. And it's there's always something in the fire department. Yeah. And essentially, the goal of that whole RBO process is that North Star is just better serving the community because that is the goal of the Phoenix Fire Department. Simultaneously, there are ways to also improve health and safety for the fire department members, what's a better, more more efficient way of reaching the community, all those types of things. And so um, I can't believe our time went like that. And it always does. But I'm excited to have you back on the show very soon. I, I know you're you're going to be you're going to be gone soon, but I'm going to have you on one more episode. So thank you for joining me. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Yep, and um, before we go, as always, if you're driving and you're listening to this and then you see lights and sirens, please pull to the right. Have a safe and happy Sunday.